street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. One of a rare morning shows for us, I think. A little bit earlier, though, for you, Reed. Yeah, a little bit, but I'm fine. I've got my coffee. <laughs> so yeah, um, what's up? What's been up with you guys? How's it going? Oh, Dan's Dan's been real busy. <clears throat> Man, let me tell you. Uh, so you know that thing I've been talking about for like weeks and weeks, and said that we were going to get started, and well, we finally did it. Um, I have a new show with the Atheist Community of Austin, and it's called Truth Wanted. And we already had our first two official premiere episodes, um, and we did a Friday one as well. And we're going to do uh, keep doing episodes on Fridays at 6, including this Friday. Um, last Sunday, I had Anthony on as my guest. And I don't know if it was because we were streaming right after Atheist Experience or because Anthony was my guest. But we jumped from about 500 or so subscribers to 1,500 subscribers wow. which is amazing um getting that many people in that short amount of time so i think people are really liking it i think people see it as kind of a different change of pace from the atheist experience and some of the other Colin shows so i'm really looking forward to seeing where it goes from here um this friday i actually have tyrone from let's chat as my guest and so i'm really looking forward to have almost all of november booked with all kinds of guest people, um, some from the SE community, some from the kind of YouTube community in general, some from the podcast community. Nice. Um, got a little special guest in there that probably both of you guys know, uh, but I won't reveal just yet, I think. Um, and Reed, I promise I'm gonna get you on soon. Like yep. I need to have the trifecta of the epistemic coast <laughs> together at some point. And to be clear, you don't have to be in studio to be a, a guest co-host either. Right? right. Yeah. So Tyrone is going to be, um, he just got a camera just so he could have his face on um, for this next show. Uh, but it, it's kind of works for what we're doing now in Hangouts where we'll have um, multiple people on at the same time um, kind of over the internet and they'll be able to hear the calls and stuff. So it's going to be really fun. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, you, you listed a couple potential reasons why you had such a jump in subscribers. It could also be that it was just a really good show. Like in terms of the the, the quality, well, not all the callers, but most of the callers I thought were really good. And that, that makes for a good show. If you have good callers, you're going to probably have a good show. Uh, so that may have been a factor too. But yeah, following the atheist experience was probably also a really good thing, especially because it was immediately after. They didn't, mm -hmm. they didn't end it and start a new stream. Yeah, that was that was a good. I'm glad that they did that. Yeah, we yeah. basically kept the stream going. So like Matt and Jen, who were on the night, just like left the room, and then we just replaced them right in the chairs and just kept the show going. Um, and we rolled right into it, and it went pretty smoothly. Um, yeah, we had a lot of great calls too. I'm worried that we won't get as many good calls this Friday. I'm really trying to replicate the success of that. We had uh, so many theists calling, which is always what you want when you do these kinds of things. So. Mm -hmm. Um, or just people or just, or just yeah. making, making claims people are there, beliefs in general that's true yeah, because yeah. i want i need to emphasize this because if you haven't seen my show yet it's it's not exactly like axp I, i'm not uh defending atheism necessarily 
I am um, trying to evaluate all kinds of beliefs. So it doesn't have to be um, religious beliefs at all. We actually had a conversation on Sunday about UFOs, which is really cool. Um, but just kind of the belief spectrum in general, whatever that looks like, we're, we're willing to tackle. So are there any topics that you won't cover? Have you guys gotten into that yet? So there's nothing that's come on the show that we haven't been able to tackle yet. I will say this. Um, it, it gets a lot trickier when you're talking about political stuff. So I don't know what that looks like. I would, you know, the whole point is just to evaluate people's beliefs and not necessarily spout my own, although that happens. So we'll see what that looks like. Also, being that the show is produced by um, the Atheist Community of Austin means that the show is part of a nonprofit organization. So I can't actually yeah. um, give... I can't endorse specific candidates basically is the legal thing with that, um, which is fine. I don't, I wouldn't intend on doing it anyway, but you know, there's certain restrictions that come with mm -hmm. um, hosting with them. So, yeah, I would think that would be, have to be something you have to be careful about for sure. Okay, cool. Well, uh, one of the reasons why we wanted to do this show of epistemic was to talk about the projects that we're involved in, uh, particularly truth wanted, because I know that's, that's going to take a lot of your time. Mm -hmm. and maybe even discuss the future of epistemic. But uh, maybe before we get to that, uh, read what have you been up to? And then maybe I can tell a little bit about what I've been up to. And then we can shift gears and, and talk about what we want to do with this show going forward. Um, just personally, I've been uh, searching for an apartment here in LA. I'm moving uh, soon. I finally closed uh, yesterday. So I have a brand new apartment here in Hollywood. So can't wait for that. So now I just need to put in my 30 days here at my place right here and uh, and move over. It's really cool. It's really, oh. it's literally across the street. So. Oh, okay. I was wondering if it was closer to where you do your SE talks or something like that. Yeah. And in terms of SE, I've been going out once a week and I've been trying some political uh, stuff. Um, I have, I have like a 10 of my little yellow post-it notes with some just kind of half very contentious liberal talking points or beliefs and half uh, contentious conservative ones. And I let people have those as options. And it, I've had some very interesting conversations with that. Cool. Yeah, I can't tell you how many times people have asked me to please do political topics when you're doing SE. Somebody even messaged me and said, like, if you just change the way that you're introducing the topics to people, that, is there a little bit of a lag? It seems like I'm lagging. No? no? Okay. to me. Uh, sorry, it just looked that way. So they were saying like, uh, as you're offering the subjects to people, save the political one last, and then there, there might be a greater opportunity for them to pick that. I don't know if that really, I, I'm not sure if that really would work or not, but I think that there are some w ways that I can roll out the subjects and even say, you know, lately I've really been trying to get some examples of political topics. So if, if you wanted to pick something like that, that would be great, but we can talk about anything, maybe just framing it that way might get more people to to pick that kind of topic. Um, I went out, I did some SE about three weeks ago for about two or three days in a row, and I got some good footage. Um, I've been editing one talk. It's 30 minutes long, but she requested a blur on a logo that's on her cap. And because oh, I have God. two camera views and it's a long talk, and the software that I use, is, it's very tedious on how to get it to track and stuff. I have to do it manually. Uh, plus I have a, I have a back injury, so I can't sit for very long without being in a lot of pain. So it's really taken a lot longer to release that, but I'm hoping to release that one tomorrow. Finally, that's a pretty decent talk. 
And then uh, we did a joint interview together, Reed, with a, with a podcast called uh, Infants on Thrones. Mm-hmm. And I believe there are former Mormons, now atheists, and they're doing a, a multi-part series on the book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and going through that. And then I, I, I'd say half a dozen people emailed me or messaged me to say, are you aware that they're talking about this book? And it seems like they're mistaken on a few things. And they, they were gracious enough to invite Reed and I on their show to be interviewed. Do you want, do you, do you remember, it was a couple of weeks ago, but do you remember much about that? Yeah, it's been a while now, yeah, at least two weeks. And it was a good, good show, good talk. Uh, I'm interested to see how it turns out because he does a lot of post editing, kind of like, you know, radio mm-hmm. that's in some audio and stuff, sound effects. It's a well-produced show. I just wonder, yeah, why are they doing it on the book five years five years after it's been released now and there's just so much more content about se um, especially with the guide and the website they can do that that's fine but we have we, we talked about that on the show yeah yeah that, that that's a good point like i think i listened to two or three of their series before we came on and i was i was playing it like twice the speed but i was just like shaking my head like no that's that's not what we're doing no that yes the book says that but we've come to this point now so we, yeah, we had a chance to go on and clear up some misconceptions. And there was one guy, I don't know if they're going to edit it out or not, but there was one dude who was a little, what's the word? Um, unhappy with the tone of the book. And I don't yeah, think. Yeah, and they were, they were listening to the audio book with Peter's voice. Yeah. He, Peter, yeah. You know, super passionate. <laughs> so they're kind of reacting to Peter more than the book, I think. Yeah, and I think maybe the I might be mistaken, but I think the critic, the the most vocal critic of it, of the book, hadn't watched any videos yet. Yeah. But I've got some good I've got some good news. Um, I kept in touch with the the main guy on that podcast, and he's inviting me back on because mm-hmm. in the interim they they actually did like a breakdown of an SE video oh. from um, Street Knowledge where he was sitting down with some Mormons because this is a an ex Mormon show. And they invited me on to do a breakdown of the conversation that I had with two Mormon, two more a Mormon couple, this lovely couple that what we talked about. So, I think I'm going on Sunday for that. Our episode, read it, it's called Infants on Thrones, is the is the podcast, and I think our episode will be released tomorrow on Friday. Tomorrow on Friday. Tomorrow's Thursday? Friday. Wait, is today? Thursday. No, today's is today today's is Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh gosh, okay. <laughs> The 26th on Friday. Damn, I am. I'm really twisted up. Okay. It, uh, he said Friday. It should be out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I judge my week by, I think I judge my, by the trash cans that are put out. And my wife brought the trash cans out to the front. Uh, she well, she did it. My son helped her. This sounds terrible. <laughs> Everyone's. I, this is something I normally do or my son does. But uh, I, I'm going to try. They took the trash cans out. I thought I got screwed up on the days of the week. Okay. <laughs> They're helping me out because my back is hurting. How um, confident in your belief that the, today is Thursday? Yeah. <laughs> What's the methodology you're using? I'm looking at the, <laughs> the clock on my computer, which is usually pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. Um, on top of that, I don't have any more plans on really doing any other interviews or like talks for the rest of the year. In fact, I was thinking like this whole back injury and just um, – you know, just kind of feeling out of shape uh, has kind of made me want to make t- make take some time maybe for the rest of this year before 2019 starts up. And I, I already have like three talks lined up in the 
in the spring of 2019. I want to be in good shape and and healthy for those. So I was thinking about cutting back some of the activities that I'm involved in a little bit, um, which is kind of kind of why I want to talk with you guys to see what we want to do with the show. Dan's busy now with his show. Um, Reed, I don't know if your situation has changed too much. Uh, we have lots of options. You know, if if we want to keep going, we can keep going. If we want to bring somebody new in to replace one of us or add to the three of us, we can do something like that. Do you guys have any, what, what are you guys thinking about in terms of epi- the future of epistemic? Honestly, we do these episodes at such random times anyway. <laughs> I think it, I'm still able to do them as long as we all schedule and, and just agree on it. Um, I, I am planning on uh, graduating this December. And then um, my plans after that is to hopefully move closer to the Austin area. Um, and mm. that's going to give me more time just in general because I won't be in school. But I'll also be, I'll be working a different job than I probably am right now. So my schedule will be changing this next year. Um, so we'll have to see when that happens. But right now, I still can make time for the show. It's just, it's not as, I'm just even, I'm just a little, slightly busier now doing the Truth Wanted stuff and trying to schedule guests and, and meeting with people on how to improve the show, stuff like that. So, Okay. Because I was, I was thinking of the three of us that you might be the one that might want the break more than any of us. How about you, Reed? I'm still pretty much open uh, and free. I've got a, I've got a guest list, you know, that I like to talk with people just to bring on and talk with people, and I'm, and I'm fine with doing it whenever we have the uh, the time. Yeah, I mean, I think if we move it to like once every three weeks, something like that, and mm-hmm. and it, kind of a random, like like Dan mentioned, it's not like we're doing it at the exact same time. Uh, most people who listen to this listen to it afterwards, either on the YouTube channel or or uh, as a podcast they're not watching it live anyways mm-hmm. so yeah okay so if you guys are, are still interested in keeping keeping that going on what do you do you have any idea any thoughts about uh, bringing somebody else on like a fourth person oh man uh the people that i would think would be best are already doing their own show with the league of se you know yeah, um sure. and i would hate to st- I, I we can't steal those guys they got their own thing going on well, it's maybe somebody who's listening to this and you're really into SE and you think that you can add something to the show, reach out to one of us and uh, let us let us know why you think you might be a good addition. All right. What else? Um, even though I want to kind of slow down on my SE stuff, I still think like if the weather's decent and I've got some time, I'm going to still go out and do some chats and still broadcast that to the Discord server and that type of thing. But I might I might slow down my involvement in the um, in the Facebook groups more more the social media stuff. That's kind of yeah. what I'm thinking about doing. We we need to revitalize that Discord group, man. It was going good for a while, and then it kind of went down again. And I want to see more people back on there. It was pretty fun to kind of just join in and just see whoever was on. Yeah, so. we'll put a link. We'll put a link to the Discord server, the SE Discord server, in the show notes when this is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a pre- that was pretty cool to hang out, but again, that takes time. That's like you know time yeah. in the evening. Usually, it was for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to try to have some type of live stream on my channel and possibly use the Discord server as the place to uh, to get to get to interview people. Oh, Maybe. how so? How would that work? Like if uh, if I go live on my channel on YouTube, I can kind of have a link to the Discord in the description or, or the comments. And people could go there and kind of ah. be on the show, kind of like a call-in thing. See yeah. How that goes. Yeah. 
Also, um, I was involved in that in that recent comic strip with Rebecca Fox out of England. Put together a really cool like ten page comic about how to change minds, and and that was fun. Uh, we found two other people that are going to help us translate. We've we've already translated it to German, mm -hmm. and uh, Rebecca's even updated the the chat bubbles for the comics, and even like the do not enter. You know, every if there were English words in the actual comic, she's changed them. So we're going to be re-releasing those videos, not on my channel. We found people who are interested in skepticism or atheism. Um, we're looking for people that have YouTube channels that have 50,000 or 100,000 subscribers. We'll make this video for them to upload to their channel. And then they're being narrated in the, the native tongue. So we've done German. German is maybe 50% complete. We've got the uh, French being translated and then whether Rebecca wants to do more languages or not, I don't know, but it would be really cool if let's say somebody wanted to do, wanted to do Arabic. And if we can find somebody with a, with a substantial YouTube channel, we would probably take the time to, to revamp that video and re-release it. I'm mentioning this because I really like the idea of finding different ways to introduce SE to people besides just the book podcasts, um, video examples something different and i thought that that comic strip was just uh, just such, such such a good example of that and i'm hoping that other people might uh, be inspired to come up with new and creative ways to introduce these concepts to people that's really what i would like to be doing for the rest of this year um and then the other other thing is i've been asked to i mentioned this before i think i'm writing a toolkit for american atheists it's going to something that they'll put on their website and make available to their state representatives um, to how to have more effective conversations. So that's like 80, 90% done. So I want to kind of spend the year kind of doing those little projects and then hit it really hard again in 2019. But I, th I think oh. I can make time for, for epistemic. You know, if you guys are, if you guys still want to keep it going and, uh, you know, we don't kill ourselves doing it every week or something. We move it like to every three weeks. I think I can, I can probably swing that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I was um, recently on the um, on a podcast um, called the Mormon Happy Hour podcast, and I got to do a little bit of street epistemology with the host there. She invited me on to kind of um, talk to her about some of her beliefs, and the conversation went really well. I think um, it was pretty interesting, and I started talking to her. And you know, the the ex Mormon community kind of has their own little circle of contacts, so. Pretty soon, I was able to um, talk to Bryce Blankenagel from the Naked Mormonism podcast, um, and he has invited me to come on his live stream YouTube thing he does um, for his channel um, on November 2nd. That's a Tuesday, I believe. Um, and so I'm going to be doing that as well and talking more about SE. And um, I've asked Bryce to come on as a guest host for my show that later that week. So that was the podcast I was mentioning earlier. Um, so that's really cool to kind of start having SE in sort of those circles because yeah. a lot of them didn't really know or are they're really interested in it, but they didn't, they just didn't have people representing their kind of community to kind of talk about that. Um, also recently, this was interesting, Anthony, I don't know if you got to meet him, but Ethan Dodge was, um, there last Sunday at the Atheist Community of Austin. He is one of the co-directors of the Faith Leaks. 
um, and Mormon leaks, which is their oh. two foundations for um, kind of helping get information out from the inside of like the Mormon temple and some other religious organizations like the Jehovah's Witnesses um, stuff. And um, I'm going to go have lunch with him on Friday as well. But I think they're also kind of interested in, in how SE can be used in some of their communities as well. So I'm, yeah. I'm bringing the good word of SE to the Exmos, man. They're, they, they love it. It's great. Yeah. I'm, tr I'm trying to wonder, remember, I don't know what he looked like. Um, Tall, uh, maybe, tall white guy with black glasses um, wearing a t-shirt. Don't know if you remember. <laughs> okay. I, don't I guess remember. that's a lot of people, but yeah. I think it's interesting that these, these X name your religion groups mm -hmm. when they, cause they're SE is coming on their radar and what do they tend to do? They tend to look for examples where we were using SE with their religion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why it's, 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 it's important. I think it seems to, to have a, a, a good depth of examples. Cause I think, um, I might have one on my channel. There's one on Raul's channel. I think deep discussions might have a discussion, might have a talk with uh, Mormons also. Um, it kind of makes me think like, okay, what other groups are out? What other X groups are out there? And do we have sufficient content for them so that when they, when it crosses their radar and they want to show examples, do we have a good examples for them? I'm still waiting on that Scientologist from here in Hollywood. It'll, it'll happen someday. Ooh, maybe. Do you have to blur his face or what's there? What do you have to do? I'm just ready to talk with someone who's from Scientology and that's in it actually. It's tough. From what I understand. They don't do a lot of interviews. Yeah. They have a Scientology center down in Austin. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen it before. That'd be cool if we could add that one day. But. I've, I've, I've always wanted to spend more time getting SE in front of the Muslim community, uh, the ex-Muslims and Muslims. Mm -hmm. And I, I seriously am thinking about just like specifically going to an area of town, even if I have to drive to a different town, I don't know, um, and, and meet with some Muslims and just do some, get some really good SE examples with them. I think that might be helpful. Yeah. yeah. Also, aesthetic Jews, like with the, you know, the whole get up. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a Jewish community here in our, in our town too. I think that could, that could probably be good. All right. Yeah. Not just for the ex communities unlike to try to like deconvert other people to get them where they're at, but just so that they can have the tools to have conversations about these beliefs in the first place. Cause I think people might get confused when they hear us saying like, Oh, we need to bring it to these X communities. So like we could help make more like right. X people. And that's not necessarily the case. I think it's important to point that out that these are just, it might be better uh, ways to explain why you don't believe in something, you know, by using SE and kind of demonstrating your thought process um, or, you know, conversations like that, that don't always happen between people with different, faith backgrounds yeah no I, th I i would i was actually toying with the idea of creating you know eight to ten videos where i'm speaking to either muslims or you know, maybe a prominently muslim group of people um batch of ten conversations but uh having them translated into arabic with maybe arabic uh, captions or actually having people just replace the words and then getting those videos in in populations where they're all Muslim, whether the, whether they're ex-Muslim or they're currently Muslim, I think there's a value, like you like you were saying, there's a value for them to watch those encounters, whether they believe or not. Yeah, for sure. 
Okay. Yeah. What else is going on? I've had a uh, a small one per, one person documentary crew from a local film school here in LA, kind of doing a short documentary on kind of like slash Sunday assembly slash me and SE what I do. It's mm. been pretty interesting. Oh, that's um, neat. Yeah, they he interviewed me uh, last week. Um, and I, I chatted about SE and Sunday Assembly, and it should be should be done in a few months. It's interesting. Now that you mentioned, I, I thought, did I see a camera crew in the background of one of your videos? Yeah, I think that was him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Neat. Interesting. Yeah, I think we need to we need to keep doing what we're doing and and start broadening it out and reaching larger communities uh, and maybe even different languages and that type of stuff and and keep the ball rolling with se it, people more and more people are noticing it they're they're understanding what the acronym se means and they understand it's a different tool and some people even admit it's maybe it's not for them but they understand the value in it i saw i was watching the live stream of the talk that dan and i did together on truth wanted and i was reading the comments and so many people are so positive about it yeah. and supportive and that's really cool to see so yeah we need to, we need to keep pushing keep pushing yeah, I don't know if Matt Dillahunty was in a mood that day, but there was a vast contrast between a atheist experience and your show. Yes, there was. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite palpable. Um, <laughs> and I was just kind of like, gosh, you know, the because you know, I was there in the studio, I was watching Matt. I was like, gosh, the the more that Matt talks, the more different it's going to look like when I get on and Anthony gets on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, and so yeah. a few people commented on that difference too that they noticed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was kind of interesting. But you know what's cool is that Matt knows what I'm doing, and like we've had a few conversations, and and I think he it's not his thing, but he respects it. You know, um, he I think he's glad. He I think he did tell us afterwards that he he kind of did like what we saw, what he saw um, of what we were doing and stuff. So I think he's open to us. I mean. You know, it's kind of interesting because, like, I'm like, I'm so young. I'm like the youngest host there, right? And I'm trying this new show and I'm trying this new thing. And I'm like, I'm breaking the mold of a culture that's developed there at the atheist community of Austin already that so far everyone has been super welcoming of. But it's still kind of intimidating for myself because it's like, what do, what does this kid think he's doing trying to do things differently that this show that's been going on for like 20 years? hasn't already been able to do or figure out or whatever. But think, I think a big difference is, you know, AXP is a show of personalities and the same thing with Truth Wanted. And I think that the kind of people that I'm trying to get in on Truth Wanted and is going to be outside of the main circle that typically comes around, you know, AXP. So it's just the, the culture is different and the approach is different. And I think it's a welcome difference. It's not a competition. I don't see it that way. I just see it as just, another way of talking to people so mm. and i think matt would, mm. would say that he does use uh, a different approach if he was having a conversation <clears throat> like a one-on-one -on -one with somebody mm -hmm. um, he's, he's been very clear on that many times that um, he can change it up if he needs to uh, but what was really cool is he stuck around when 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 him and jen left the studio he did yeah and we walked in Mm -hmm. He did a little dance in front of the glass to make us laugh mm -hmm. as we were, as our show was starting. And then he stuck around and listened or watched most of the show. 
He did. And at, although I will say at one point he came in the studio right after. One of our <laughs> I wasn't first sure if you were going to mention this or not. Go. Yo, I'm just going to mention it because it was weird and people probably wondering what that was about. Um, he came in and and it's just he, he had a correction for me, basically, about something I said. Um, I thought this guy was talking about numerology stuff. He was actually making a reference to the Bible dictionary. And um, he just like came into the studio handed me his phone, showed me what he wrote on there. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I kind of just talked about it a bit and, and moved on you know, to a different color. Yeah, I just kind of moved on. Um, and it was, just, <laughs> it was just kind of weird. <laughs> it was like, I didn't know what he was doing. Like he came in the middle of the recording and stuff, but. Yeah, I wonder, how often they, I wonder how often they do that. Um, and I wonder I if there's know. a better way of letting us know. Well, like, I think. You yeah. could have messaged me or texted me. Or, but I didn't have my phone with me. But maybe um, some protocol like, hey, this is good information to pass along to the hosts. Grab this headset and you can speak in their ear. Because we can hear the crew Yeah, if they want to talk to us. Like That would have probably been a smoother way of letting us know. Specifically. Like you, have a, you have that earpiece. Yes, set, so we do. Yeah, we, we, we hear the crew every once in a while. Like, hey, you guys got to wrap this up, blah, blah, blah. We have the technology to where there's a messaging system. The same screen that we see to um, look at the calls that are coming in, we also have like a little text chat. And the chat is between us there in the studio and the people who are in the back. Oh, um, I didn't know you had that. Yeah. Um, they don't utilize it as often as they probably could. But yeah, that was there. But. I don't know. I think he just really wanted to get it out there. <laughs> you know, um, well, what's really funny is that when our show was at, was ended, we were like, well, you were helping me out of my chair because I could barely walk. Yeah. And then Matt came in the room and shut the door behind him. Like, yeah. Oh, shit's going on here? Because he wanted to be really clear. Like, um, I think you guys completely misunderstood what that guy was saying. Yeah. But it was it was a good opportunity because I suggested to Matt, like, this, this might make for a good topic on your atheist debate show. But also, Dan... This is a great example that you can share with your with your with your viewers maybe the next time that perhaps we didn't spend enough time exp ex understanding exactly what that guy was saying and we just went on our own thing and then we, there was this big disconnect the whole time. Yeah, I think that conversation was interesting because we had already talked to him for a long time and it didn't feel like it was getting anywhere and it was already like 10 minutes into the call and it was just for just for call. reference this was the first caller of Yeah. Yeah. And so I think I wanted to kind of move on to see, to get to a better call. And that, and he literally said that last thing, like right at the end, like right when we were, I was already getting ready to, you know, drop the call and let it go. So I don't, I personally don't feel, I mean, I, there could have been some things we could have done better, but I don't know. I don't know if the guy was willing to listen to us anyway. Um, so, but that was just a weird, weird yeah. call in general. He seemed kind of remotely. Yeah. It seemed kind of what? Rambly. Yeah, a little bit. I didn't get the point of a lot of what he was trying to say. But I think a lot of people don't understand the difference between what we were trying to do with AXP versus with Truth Wanted as well. And I think we finally established that after today's episode. So, I mean, Sunday's episode. But And we had that wonderful caller, the woman who I think her son put her up to calling in and it, it gave you an yes. opportunity to explain that this isn't an atheist show. Yes. It's hosted by the atheist community of Austin, but I want to try to do this, this and that. Yeah. That's what surprises people. And I always, and it's something I've said every time is like, yeah, I don't consider it an atheist show per se. Um, because 
I like I've actually had a theist guest host before. Um, it was Ocean, and uh, he was a pagan, um, and it, it was an interesting show. I'm not sure if I want to try to do that again because of how different it was. But like, I'm open to having other people try to at least use the method or talk to people about beliefs in the same way that you know I'm trying to do in some way. And then they don't have to believe the same things that I do either. Mm. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, it could be I pretty love- cool if you had a Muslim co-host and then a Christian calls in. I, I'm open to doing it. I think you have to find the right people, though. <laughs> you know, um, I yeah, think you don't want to get time. anyone on there that's just going to preach. You know that uh, yeah. you've you've done your due diligence to make sure that they're there to to really the callers are the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be able to show off the difference between how a Christian might approach something and how someone like me might approach something, and that way you can like compare and contrast those methodologies essentially and have audiences decide what they like about each one, you know, what the mindset, what the mindset looks like for each mm-hmm. person. And well, all. you're, you're in a good position, man. You've got this, this great new show. You, you got a good start with followers. So mm-hmm. just keep it up, keep innovating and, and working hard to, you know, put a, I would just recommend like put a lot of work in the meantime, to get callers lined up to call in yeah. rather than just like hope people call in and, and do a quick social media blast an hour before. Like uh, that would be my suggestion. Yes. The callers sure. can make or break your show, I think. Yeah. So if you're listening and you know somebody who would be a great candidate for my show, please tell them to call in um, and message me about it. I have a new email address with um, the ACA now. It's truth at atheist hyphen community.org um and you can email me anything you want to talk about there um and yeah definitely send them my way because we had so many good calls on sunday and i really want to try to replicate that so if you like have a christian friend like we had a kid who i mean anthony mentioned this but a kid who asked their mom to call the show and um that was really cool and i'd like to see more of those kinds of things of because a lot of the people who are watching it are already you know atheists kind of agree what we agree and so if you know somebody that's like that and wants to call it i think that's a great way to do it just be like hey come try this show real quick like see what this is yes although i have to say like as i was driving back the next day i was thinking a lot about that and thinking that if we can't assume that the the atheist, for example, I know it's not an atheist show, but mm-hmm. uh, the person who prompts the other person to call, we can't assume that they fully explained what they're getting into. So I think it, it, it might not be a bad idea to just make sure they understand that they're calling the show that's going to question what they think is true, might even cause them to doubt that type of stuff. Like, because when you just, <laughs> I think I even mentioned like, oh, this is an atheist show. And she, she starts laughing like, ah, okay, my son kind of put me up to this type of thing. Oh. Yeah. So there was a big contrast between when she figured out it was like an atheist show versus just a show that was just talking about beliefs. Like as soon as we said the word atheist, her attitude slightly changed to that. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm trying to avoid the like atheist label because like I said, I'm not trying to necessarily defend atheism. It's not, you know, there's other shows for that. I'm trying to just get people to a neutral space where they can talk about something that they may not normally be comfortable talking about. Um, and I think that, you know, like that is my goal. I want to give people almost a safe space even to just talk about things that, you know, in their faith, maybe in their faith communities wouldn't be 
as comfortable talking about or just the people in their lives in general or just haven't had the conversation quite like the way that we have the conversation, you know, because we do approach it in a very uh, specific way. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a fun, it's a fun, fun time. Yeah. I do think your idea has some merit of, uh, there are people who are familiar with what you're doing with SE. They could be great. Uh, um, a megaphone for you to get people that they know to call in. Like, that yes. could be really good. But um, maybe just like, you know, have them explain what the show is a little bit more maybe than what this one person did. Because I, I got the sense that maybe the the guy just dialed the number and said, here, mom, talk. Yeah. Tell them well, why you think. Hopefully now we'll have a few more episodes on the actual Truth Wanted channel that people can look at too. So it could be like, hey, this is kind of what these conversations are like. Oh and yeah, good point. Too. And they're mm-hmm. breaking up the longer shows into little clips too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes it that makes it good. Does the ACA have any cap- capability to, like, uh, if a bunch of SC people wanted to go out whenever your show is live, and like try and get people to call in, like on video? Yes. Okay. So let me talk about this because this is an idea that we have uh, talked about for a bit. Um, it's something that we could possibly do in the future. Um, we would have to, the thing right now with the ACA is getting the right camera stuff for that and getting, th- and of course, uh, you know, either doing it, figuring out if we're going to do it on Wi-Fi or if we have like a 4G connection and, and kind of some material stuff. But um, in-house, like with the studio that we have and the technology that we're using, um, we have the capability there, if that makes sense. Um, because what we're already kind of doing that right now with our guest hosts, when we're having mm-hmm. guest hosts come in to the rendezvous link and they can, you know, sit in and talk on the show. So that's something I want to do in the future that I just need more volunteers to help out with that and to organize and arrange that and just figure out times and places and stuff like that. Um, but it's on my radar. So if that's something you're interested in and you're close to the Austin area and you want to help out with that, Definitely send me a message because. Do they have to be close to the Austin area though? Well, I guess they don't have to now that I think about it. But what I'm thinking is if they're going to use ACA equipment to film and do stuff. Okay. You know. But I mean, if you guys were able to put together a list of here's the three pieces of equipment you need. And here's the form you need a person to sign or whatever, you know, Mm. legally. Yeah. Put together a kit and then people can just, you know, sign up. I, don't know, I guess that's true it. because like if we had like Reed do it right now, we could do it, right? Because Reed already has the setup available for a conversation like that. Reed's so maybe big, that's maybe that's how we get you on the show, Reed. We get you in as our um, <laughs> our SE guy on the street, you know. Reed's big constraint though is uh, his signal is pretty poor where you usually do it. Yeah. Yeah. But if you pick, if you picked a better location, we you know we get a stronger signal, you could probably do it. I I could find a spot. Yeah. Maybe oh, yeah. The beach or something. I could go out there. You know, it'd be really cool is if you if you have, I mean, this is you 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 coordinate it so there's three or four people doing SE at the same time, so you have a large selection of people to pull from. So then, when you you take a caller, Dan, and then twenty minutes later you're done. Um, you've got four people, and sure enough, reads. 10 minutes, uh, five minutes into a conversation, maybe you can cut to him. I don't know. That way you're like, you're not yeah. waiting for people. Going back and forth. Yeah, I see what you're if, saying. If you want to do it live, the other option is just, 
you have SEers send you examples and you just play them. Yeah, um, we had some tech. We actually wanted to try to do that too. We had some technology issues testing that out on our guest hosts' end, where they couldn't get the audio working, um, and we actually figured out that the system that we use actually doesn't support that for people who are um, basically coming in through um, an internet link. They can't. It's just not capable with the thing that we're using, oh. which is really it's really really frustrating. But as far as um, having a separate source feed from somewhere, like you're saying, like somebody on a campus or, or doing it that way. Like that's something we st would still have the capability to do. And I, like I said, I'm interested in it, man. Cause I mean, we got like UT Austin, you know, we got all kinds of places just around here, around Austin, I should say that will be great. And I'd love to have like posters out just the pointing signs saying, Hey, you know, come here and then have a, line of people and stuff i mean i could i could see it all another thing too is that we're our show is at six o'clock right now and that's on in friday. on friday nights and that's kind of i don't know it might get dark and stuff we'd have to consider mm. stuff like that unless we did it in a different time zone but. another way to make it just really easy is just to say listen we're looking for 10 minute clips we, we want a 10 minute fresh conversation no actors where you go to your campus maybe you ask the ssa or something go out mm -hmm. with your cell phone ask them for permission, let them know that it might possibly be broadcast on this show. And then they record it and then they send it in and then you guys can queue it up and make it look nice and put a logo on it. And, and then you cut to it. It's this recorded thing, but it's, it's a, it's a unique, fresh, con you know, conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that would incentivize maybe more people from around the country or the world to have, can you imagine somebody in Portugal is, is of course it has to be in English, I suppose that might be the, another requirement. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you get fresh content sent into you, and then you can choose which ones you want to show, and then those folks can get some exposure. Yeah, it'd yeah. be most interesting if if that whatever that conversation is has to do with something that happened that week, week or something very, um, very current. Ooh, topical stuff. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can say that uh, it's going to be Jan January is going to be uh, all about karma. Let's, let's talk about karma the whole month or something. I don't know. And then you can yeah. feature, I don't know. And yeah, it might be tough to, to coordinate it. We can figure something out. Mm -hmm. I Maybe also, some, there's some creative people in that back room that, that will come up with some ideas. I think That's right. Um, we're also the first show we officially, the Sunday stream we did, Anthony, we, we also put it up on Twitch. I, oh, wow. I convinced, I convinced them to create a Twitch channel for it and stuff and show them no how kidding. we can do it through restream. Yeah. So we're also, available on there and uh, we got our itunes link approved this week too yes. so we're on itunes and we have a spreaker link also for audio download stuff so i'm trying to get this on all the different platforms so regard regarding the twitch does just your show go out on twitch or right now right now mine's the only one that has a twitch um stream yeah we but for the show that you and i did did yes. they include the first part of it where matt and jen were on too um Okay, so actually, well, I have to think about that because maybe they didn't do it for. <laughs> I haven't checked the Twitch thing. We set it up for last Friday, so last Friday we had a Twitch stream. Okay, and I didn't check whether we did it for Sunday because you're right, we did it on the Atheist Experience channel. Yeah. So there might not actually be a Twitch link for that show specifically, but the future shows will have Twitch streams mm. on there and stuff. So 
Can you rebroadcast on Twitch a recorded show, like the show that you and I did that's now on your channel? Can you just pump that out to Twitch, or does it have to be a live thing? Um, I think you can. I think okay. you'd have to do a live thing of a recorded thing, though. Um, I Because I think that's... I, I'm still trying to learn all the ins and outs of Twitch. Mm -hmm. um, I would have been super familiar with it. Um, but I think that's yeah, a great idea, dude. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you'll reach, reach a lot of people who... They're not a Facebook. They have an right. Instagram and they play video games and they're on Twitch. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, trying to get different people. So sorry, mm -hmm. sorry this came became the truth wanted episode of the epistemic podcast. I didn't mean to talk oh, about right. my stuff for so long, but no, no, I, I didn't feel that way yeah. at all. I thought that was good. Uh, I think it's important for people to know who watch this show or listen to it that uh, they know what we're doing, what we're up to. And uh, they can weigh in with some suggestions, maybe for your show or, or any of the work that we're doing. Yeah, for sure. And if you're a content creator as well, and you want to be on the show, whether it's SE stuff or just get this stuff in general, again, have that email address, atheist, the truth at atheist-community.org, and um, we'll get you on. Like I said, we're scheduled. We're pretty much booked for all November, which is great. And um, I'm looking forward to having more different kinds of guests on in the future. Um, it's going to be really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad that you're doing it. We'll try to support you as much as we can. Uh, I guess I'll give my contact information then. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Magna Bosco and I have a YouTube channel. You can find a link to my top 10 favorite chats on my Twitter bio, which is at Magna Bosco. And, uh, I generally, if I'm, if I'm doing anything related to SE, I try to tweet that from my Twitter account. That's probably the best way to keep up with my, with my antics. Mm -hmm. And I'm Reed Nice Wonder. I have my channel Cordial Curiosity on YouTube. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Cordial Curious. Was there any, were there any questions from the audience? I, there were a few people watching, but we didn't specifically ask for questions. Someone asked uh, if Dan wants to talk about transhumanism on his show again. I'm open to it. Um, yeah, that first conversation we had about it was really interesting. I think what it is, though, is if there isn't a specific claim that's being made about transhumanism, then it's kind of hard to talk about on the format of my show. If we're just talking about how like cool it can be and stuff, I mean, that's fine, but... I'm more interested in if someone's making the claim, for example, that everyone should become transhumanists, you know, I think that's kind of essentially mm -hmm. different than just talking about what transhumanism is and stuff, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. You need to have a claim in order to, to explore it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Someone also said, Dan said he doesn't believe in the Christian God. Does he think any God type entity could exist? Um, so as far as uh, deistic conceptions of God beings, I guess, um, I suppose it's possible. Um, but I don't currently have a method to investigate whether those kinds of claims are true, especially if they're claims that say, oh, they're outside of space and time or whatever, um, because I live in space and time. So I have really no way of knowing whether or not they're true. So I choose to withhold my belief in those things until I'm given reason otherwise. Um, because as something I kind of said on the show, like explanations for things are cheap. Um, but having backing for those explanations, having reasons to believe in certain explanations um, is kind of a whole different animal. 
um, because I can make up any kind of thing that's outside of space and time. But you know, how do I know that I'm not just saying stuff out of my mouth and I'm actually referring to something that's, you know, out there. So that's my right. two cents on it. Maybe you have a better way of saying that Reed, but I'm, I mean, I'm sure you feel similarly to me in that regard. Yeah, it's just unfalsifiable, that deistic type mm -hmm. of thing. So it's kind yeah. of like not even wrong. Yeah. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for uh, joining our our uh, not last episode of Epistemic. It looks like we'll keep it going, maybe spread it out just a little bit longer and keep bringing guests on. Uh, you said you had a short list of people. Do you remember offhand who you're kind of thinking about inviting on, Reed? Oh, I'd love to get David McCraney, Julia Galef, uh, Clay Rutledge, Kevin Delaplante. James Lindsay, a bunch of people. Yeah, those are good names. David McRaney and Julia, uh, what's her? Um, Julia Galef. Yeah, they put out some great content, as uh, does Kevin DeLaPlante, did you say? Yeah. I love their stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's right up our alley. Yeah. Good, good. Okay, good. All right, well, everyone, thank you so much for joining our broadcast. Really glad to have you watching and uh Hit us up on social media if you want to chat some more. Until next time. Street epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.